the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. It's election day and officially at this moment, as you are hearing our voices, uh, polls are open in Southern California. Get out there, go vote. That's Brian Whitman. I'm Jennifer Horn. We thank you for spending your election day morning with us. We promised you months and months and months ago. It's been a long year for all of us, and we no thank kidding. you for sticking with us. We have uh, we 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 have uh, we have endeavored to serve to be uh, a stabilizing force during COVID nineteen with information that is reliable. And we thank you for joining us with the at home listening and all of that. And we have also promised to be election central for twenty twenty's very important presidential election. The voting began seven minutes ago. In person voting began seven minutes ago here in California. Already 12 million Californians, Jennifer, with early voting and mail-in balloting have cast their votes. Uh, the the, the uh, gentleman a moment ago, the guys from Australia saying, who can it be now? Can it be Trump? Can it be Biden? Well, according to a report uh, from BBC News, after polls closed tonight in the U.S. presidential election, it could take days mm-hmm. or even weeks to find out if President Trump is being reelected or if Challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden has won the presidency. Millions more Americans have been voting uh, because of COVID-19 and the mail in balloting. And this could create a delay in counting all the votes. And I think, Jen, that that the wait at the polls, if you're in-person voting, will probably be longer because you know what's happening today? What's that? After every voter uses the apparatus, the voting machine, uh-huh. it will get that full COVID clean down. It does. It gets the, next... the wipe down for that's sure. That's going to create. That's going to take time. Now, where do you go vote? Because you're going today, right? Yeah, I went today, early. Uh, today, uh, today I will be. Uh, you, uh, I loved the firehouse. It was very Norman Rockwell. Today, mm-hmm. I love the church. It's beautiful. I'll be at the Incarnation Church here in Glendale. The Incarnation Church. Yeah, ready signing for auto- signing autographs and giving out <laughs> what uh, time? Free, Can we meet free you? passes meet to the Warren Exton <laughs> live remote on Toy Poodles, friend or foe? So uh, you want to miss. I love that, though. As much as I miss the old polling places, going to the garage, going to the fire station, you know, some of the places that we used to go, it is very convenient. And it is there's not a lot of wait, I've found, at least people aren't having to wait in line. But here's the thing. Mm. If you do get up to the front, this is really important to remember, no matter who you're voting for, what party preference you are, if they can't find you on the voter list and the voter rolls have been problematic in this state for a very long time. Demand a provisional ballot. Don't just leave the polling place without casting your vote. So if there is a line, wait. And if you get up to the front and for some reason they don't have your name on the list, well, you ask for a provisional ballot and you cast that ballot because that will matter. Uh, and, And this is along the same lines but somewhat different. I would hate, and I know Jennifer would too, for you to wait for a long time online and get there to the polling center, to the entrance, uh, ready to do your voting and be determined that you're not COVID compliant. So really, seriously, folks, we joke about COVID compliancy sometimes. 
a mask is necessary if you're headed out to vote or certainly have one uh, on uh, if it's uh, unless you and your doctor have a different understanding of your need for a mask. I don't want to meddle in that. But uh, but uh, full COVID compliance is going to be expected of everyone showing up uh, to vote It's probably the number one thing on the minds of the poll workers who who are who are there today. So you would hate to see somebody, you know, arrive and, and, and for whatever reason, heaven knows we've heard everything this year, uh, be, be turned away. It's also recommended, by the way, that uh, folks uh, figure out what off-peak hours are and try to go vote today if you're going to vote in person uh, during some of the off-peak hours. And finally, finally, uniform police officers at some polling places is this something that we don't identify with election days in america but we understand in some in some areas it might be the case Yes, 77% of Americans are afraid of unrest tonight. And uh, that's obviously a fear that's being pushed along by many major cities, including ours in L.A., boarding up some stores and people actually shutting down Rodeo Drive. Not that that the two of us are hanging out on Rodeo Drive all that much. Oh, darn it. I wanted to buy $7,000 shoes Uh, today. You wanted to buy me an Election Day present. I know. And I I guess we'll just have to wait. I officially wanted to get you the jewelry, (laughs) your your, your crown, because you're the Queen of Trump Londres. Yeah, my Louis Vuittons, I think, is what I need, too. My my shoes, my red bottoms, as our enforcer <laughs> calls them, Katie, our producer. All right, so let's talk about some of the propositions. Now, mm-hmm. do you know how you're voting? Have you gone through all of them yet? I have to say I have not gone through all of them, but I've made a determination uh, when we interviewed the Howard Jarvis, John Kupal from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Prop 19. I will vote no on Prop 19. 15 because... and 19 were both the propositions that they're talking about. Both of Okay, them. I heard more about 19. I'm so 15, up, uh, just to just to uh, fill you in, 15 is about the you. split rule, and he talked about that. So the split rule is separating Prop 13 protections from residential and commercial businesses and okay. real estate. Prop 19 is literally attacks, although I've had a lot of conservatives who were concerned about that one because part of what they give you, remember the government always gives you a little something? Like, huh? we're going to legalize marijuana, but we're going to tax the heck out of the business. You know, They always I give thought, you something and then take it away. <laughs> I thought Prop 19 was more about the estate tax. i got to read up. President Prop 19 is more about the estate tax. It okay. is a tax, but what they're promising you is that you can transfer property from uh, from county to county, but what it will take mm-hmm. away the right ultimately is for you to be able to pass on what you've worked for your whole life, passing on to your kids without uh, without them having to pay taxes, essentially pay final tax, taxing right. them twice. So uh, no on 15 and 19. That's what Howard Jarvis and John Kupal have said. Uh, 22 is the one with lift. I'm voting yes on that. I'm only voting yes on two propositions, 20 and 22. 22, I join you. I'm voting yes on 22 because I'm a big – I was the prince of Uber, but, you know, I uh, felt their customer service – You've had a falling out, haven't you? Well, not a fall. I use them this morning. I'm now your liege of Lyft. But being the, uh, being the well-prepared broadcaster, as I was uh, being Ubered to the broadcast compound this morning, of course, you know what I did, Jennifer. I talk them up. I talked up the driver, and there was a little communication barrier, but I got it. I peppered him with questions about Prop 22. This, if it does not pass, will essentially end Uber and Lyft and, and the rideshare businesses, which have been not only very successful for the people who work there, they earn their money. And whether or not the government thinks it's a side hustle or your full-time job, they can stay get their nose out of it. Yeah. And may I speak for the customers? May I speak for the many senior citizens? When I That's right. talk, to, talk to drivers on the weekend, I say, what are you doing today? They say, Brian, I don't mean to sound, some of them know 
me from my time there, or they listen to our program. Jennifer, they mm-hmm. love you. They said, Brian, I take a lot of seniors to the hospital. A doctor's appointments, grocery store runs. In the days and of a pandemic let me to also, get rid of this? Yeah, and let me also remind you, when those bars, remember bars? We used to have those things that were open eight months yeah, ago. Yeah, I do. When bars that. reopen again, how do you feel driving around on the road around 11 or midnight if Uber or Lyft is not a possibility? We've actually trained people not to drink and drive, and now yep. we're going to take that away from them. And finally, I asked the driver, I said, so how do you feel? How do you believe the vote will go your way as an Uber driver? It will pass. Prop 22, he said ultimately, yes, yeah, I feel I good it about it. They've dropped a lot of money in it. And think about who you've got, Instacart, Uber, Lyft. Also, affirmative action back on the ballot for the first time since 1996 when 54% of California voted to pass Prop 209, that banned discrimination. Prop 16 back on the ballot to bring back affirmative action practices. I voted no on that one. All right. We'll have more propositions. Also, the big presidential race and some congressional races we're keeping an eye on. But first, I know you've been hearing about Midas Gold Group here on AM870 for a while now. They're right here in Thousand Oaks, and I'm so happy to recommend their great service. In fact, I'm going to go see them in a couple weeks. Midas Gold Group is a number one veteran-owned gold and precious metals dealer in the country. So if you're buying or selling gold, silver, or precious metals, go meet these guys. Do it in person for fast, reliable, and professional service. Midas Gold is the best place to buy and sell your precious metals and And did you know that they also offer gold IRA service? With the recent volatility in stocks, many investors are using a little-known structure that allows you to use your existing IRA or old 401k to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call or go see my friends at Midas Gold Group. Ask for a free copy of their IRA guide. Call 805-601-6000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. 805-601-6000. Tell them Jennifer Horn sent you. 805-601-6000. A key congressional race is tightening right here in Orange County. Michelle Steele joins us as your Election Day Morning Answer continues. News and talk you can trust. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. It's Election Day. Happy Tuesday, Jennifer Horn. That's me, Brian Whitman. That's him. And we are honored to spend our election morning with you. We're asking you if you have any trouble at the polls or if you have any experiences you want to share, you can always call us, 855-785-8255. Sure. And this being a very different experience, it will be in the days of the pandemic, COVID-19, with COVID compliance. After one, we mentioned this, after one voter uses the voting machine, the apparatus, it will be cleaned in a COVID-compliant manner by the election poll workers. For 22 minutes now, the polls have been open here in the golden state of California, and uh, they're open in the sunshine state of Florida, which is very much a swing state, very much needed for President Trump. Orange County, California is an interesting place. There was a, there, there's been a few trends here with congressional races. Orange County once seen as uh, a, a reliably, dependably conservative Republican country, uh, but those demographics have shifted and the election results have shifted to uh, allow more, well, to see victories for more Democrats. With a little help from uh, Democrats ballot harvesting back in 2018, is it going to be a whole new year now that Republicans are playing on the same page, playing by those rules to ballot harvest? What is the harvest season? Why not ballot harvest? I know, you can harvest some apples, harvest some ballots. (laughs) Joining us right now is Michelle Steele. She is running for Congress in 
13th Congressional District 48. That was one of those really tight races, again, with um, Dana Rohrabacher, who was there for a long time as a congressman, and Harley Rauda. Harley is running for re-election as a Democrat. Michelle Steele is challenging him as a Republican. Follow her right now at Michelle Steele CA, or you could get more information if you're looking for that last-minute advice on how to vote, MichelleSteelCA.com. Michelle, welcome to the Morning Answer, and happy election day to you. Good morning, and thank you for having me today. Oh, we're so honored to have you because, Michelle, you are you are one of those congressional races where there is a really good chance that you could come out the winner on election night. And uh, we have identified four or five of those races going on in Southern California right now where there is an opportunity to either keep a conservative in office or flip a seat. And uh, so if we are looking at a red wave or even a red puddle, it might start right here in California. So, Michelle... What brought you to this race? What are you doing better than your opponent? Because I've heard some criticism that he got elected and then sort of disappeared from the district. Well, he's been sitting at home for the last seven months. But you know what? I'm a chair right now. I'm chair of the Orange County Board of Supervisors. So I've been working really hard to stop spreading the COVID-19. Out of 14 urban counties, Orange County numbers are really, really good. They are. So, you know. Yeah, I've been working and I've been campaigning. And you know what? Yeah, he's been sitting at home and he's not even, you know, you know, traveling. And he, I've been actually walking every weekend, uh, about 11th weekend by last week, you know. And, you know, we visited more than, we knocking the door more than 110,000 houses. And you know what? Nobody really complained. Not even one person complained about it. About so, you know, the knocking on, uh, forgive me, Michelle, about the knocking on mm-hmm. the door, you mean? Yes. I see. Uh, Michelle Steele is a candidate for uh, uh, for Congress in Orange County today. This is the Dana Rohrbacker seat. This seat is sort of ping-ponged a little bit. Michelle is a Republican candidate. Question for you, Michelle. Um, the, these races, especially where there's been a ping pong between a Republican, uh, now a, a Democrat in there, in Orange County, which has gotten national attention for the shift of, uh, of congressional seats and the, the party of, of, of the representative holding that seat, you, have, you are clearly in a position where you have to have an opinion about how President Donald Trump, up for re-election at a time when the nation's very much divided politically, how that will impact your race which is listed uh, further down the ballot, uh, not the bottom, but further down the ballot for a congressional federal office. It's an amazing responsibility that you would have should you be the victor uh, tonight, Michelle Steele. Truthfully, President Trump at the top of your ballot is a help, a hindrance, or it doesn't matter to people who support you. You know what? Bottom line is, I'm going to vote for President Trump. You know, let me make it very clear about that. But you know what? Bottom line is me versus Harley Ruda. So, you know what? We are just comparing that, you know, what what Michelle really did. I already have a proven record because, you know, when I was serving as a state board of recreation, I returned more than $400 million back to the taxpayers. And I am the one actually introduced the county charter amendment to make it harder to county to increase taxes on the residents. But, you know, for two years when my opponent served there, that, you know what, he's the one actually increased, he supported 
and he co-sponsored all new taxes. That's the last thing that Orange County residents really need. And he's the one always saying that, oh, you know what, I am totally moderate. And guess what? He voted with Pelosi for 100% of the time. So, you know, how can we trust that our congressman saying different things then, you know what, he's doing different things. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about that, you know what, a workplace retirement plan is a crucial part of American dream. Guess what? He terminated his own company's work with, you know, retirement plans. And health care is right for every American that it, they have to have it, and they have to improve and expand the health care coverage, not dismantle it. I know. cut his own company's health care benefits. So what he's saying is totally different than what he did and he's been doing. So he and me, we are totally black and white here. And I think that's really the best scenario for voters to see one candidate and then to see another candidate who offers something completely different. Michelle Steele is with us. She's running for Congressional District 48, which includes kind of Seal Beach to the to the north. And then you go all the way down into Laguna Niguel. It's a beautiful district, a lot of beach communities there. It's a big district, too. It's a big district. And Michelle (laughs) Steele is a county supervisor right now elected to serve in that capacity. And Michelle, because you've done such a great job with Orange County and really truly props to you, Orange County has been one of the leaders in battling COVID-19. What would you like to see Congress do? You get elected, you go to Washington, D.C. Obviously, COVID's not going to go away in the next month or so, although many of us would like it to. But what would you suggest Congress do to combat this at a federal level? Because so much of this is local, but federally, what would you like to see done? You know what? I want to see that, that we have to repeal salt, state and local, you know, taxes, because, you know, those that, you know, when uh, Trump administration came in, and it seems like it's been penalized only for Democratic states like California. But you know what? It's not state is getting hurt. Residents are getting hurt. So I think, you know, we used to deduct California income tax, you know, when you uh, file your federal income taxes. You used to deduct everything. Now there's a cap of $10,000. That has to open up and that has to be done so Orange County residents can deduct whatever they pay, taxes, state taxes that has to be deducted by federal income taxes. Okay. Uh, Michelle Steele, as a former California Republican Party chair, and uh, you're, you're the current RNC Republican National Committee uh, committeeman from California, committee woman, uh, but I know uh, committeeman is more politically correct, <laughs> from California. Uh, you know the Republican Party well. Therefore, you know the changing dynamics in Orange County. Therefore, this race must not just be something important to you for professional reasons, for public service reasons, but also because you live there and you've seen the shift. You think uh, Republicans must make a stand in Orange County tonight to stop a blue wave from continuing to wash over the OC? You know what? Blue wave is going to be totally stopped end of today. And, you know, blue wave just came in, and they were doing ballot harvesting, and they are just collecting all these ballots. And you know what? We are doing all legally. Democrats are the one actually created ballot harvesting law, and then Democrats governors signed it. So you know what? What we are doing is we are doing everything legally here, and we are working so hard. I'm the one actually outweighs my opponent last four out of five quarters. 
Wow. So Nancy Pelosi put more than $10 million against me. So I always telling other Republican candidates, you have to thank me because he, she's pouring every money in this district. So you know what? We've been working grassroots campaign. We've been making calls. We've been doing, you know, peer, peer-to-peer text messages. And we are doing handwritten note. All the postcard goes out. And on the top of it, we knocked the door. Fantastic. You are working at Michelle Steele. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Follow her on Twitter at Michelle Steele CA, or you can check out her website, michellesteelca.com. Michelle, good luck today. We can't wait to hear from you later on in the week. Let's do it. Thank you. Very All right. Much. Thank well. you. Thanks so much. That's Michelle Steele there. Again, check her out, michellesteelca.com. A new fundraising record broken. Your Donald Daily Download is next as your morning answer continues. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. Election Day, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and uh, we have a very special landmark edition. It is the presidential election 2020 official Donald Daily Download. This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. Keep talking about all these things you're going to do and you're going to do this, but you were there just a short time ago and you guys did nothing. The Donald Daily Download. Why was the Donald Daily Download first created by The Morning Answer as a daily feature? Because we have an American president, uh, President Trump, since the day he uh, won the election. He has, unlike any American president before him, he has managed, uh, not for good or bad, but he has been, take our word for it and yours, you know this is a list of The Morning Answer. He has been the story For most all days of his time in the White House, the president has been the story or an action by the president or a reaction of the president, something he said or something he failed to say. He has driven so much of the news during his time in office. Uh, Today, he is up for re-election. So clearly, he is a leader that people likely have drawn an opinion positive or negative about he is he is not a mushy guy in terms of not being clear what you think of him that is for sure people have it they have made up their mind on president trump he uh, has led to us feeling it well people are really divided on him some people love him some people hate him there are not a lot of people who are in the middle of the road about him but there are a few and it seems that some of those independents mm. middle of the road voters are tending at least if you believe the polling and again the polling is all over the place and very favorable to Joe Biden. But many of the independents in states like Iowa have started to break in the direction of Donald Trump. Now, Mm. there was a fundraising milestone that was hit over the weekend. Now, why are you laughing at that? Because it is so expensive to run for president. And it's a total, I mean, it detracts from people. It takes any good candidate who could actually be someone who could really do this job. Well, some Someone like John Kasich, whose father uh, carried uh, mail on his back. No, for someone nine... good who could do this oh. job. <laughs> oh, so so someone like the man from Hope, Bill who's Clinton. Like, uh, no, who... no, no. Someone who's actually like interesting could like oh, do I, this I, job. I see. Really, you're right. It's not an entry level position. And there used to be a time when Mr. Smith uh, fictitiously went to Washington. That's right. Well, here's That's the thing. Mr. Smith now needs to be a kajillionaire, and that is a scientific term because it costs That's a right. lot of money. I, I, I need to, 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 to work for, for, for brain capital. <laughs> 
So Ivanka Trump broke a record, last set, a fundraising record by President Obama. She raised $35 million plus in a fundraising hall all at one time. Ivanka Trump, who is a senior advisor to the White House, she is the first daughter, has raised... Tens of millions of dollars for her father's reelection, even breaking President Obama's single day fundraising record at a Texas stop back in September. So uh, last week, the final full week before the election, Ivanka raised 13 million at three California fundraisers, another in Detroit. Within nine fundraisers hosted by Ivanka Trump, she banked more than thirty five million dollars. How about that? Oval Office Secretary, may I help you? Hello, how are you? Can you send Ivanka to my office? <laughs> Certainly. And then she comes in. Hi, Dad. I want to tell you something. Don't tell Eric and don't <laughs> tell Baron and don't tell Dan Jr. Don't tell Tiffany. You're by far my favorite kid. I love you. <laughs> 35 million, please, Ivanka. You're the truest Trump. The truest of all the Trumps. It surprises me because to me it seems like the fire is behind Don Jr. No, that's because you have a thing for him. I do not have a thing I for Don Jr. Do. I, I would much rather – here's the thing. He's cuter than Eric, but Eric is the Trump that is like the more fun one, I think. Clearly, cool. the the one who has a little flair and some ability in the area of raising funds for pops. Is Ivanka. Uh, and by yeah. the way, she's not well, – I mean, I like her too. You know this. Daughters and their dads. Sons and their moms. Right. I, yeah. I know. I know. There you go. All right. So a big fundraising record. Now, something from the Whitman archives that he pulled out as a special treat for you from our Donald Daily Download is yesterday on the program – we asked people who changed their vote. So if they voted for a Democrat in 2016, they're going to vote for a Republican this time around. If they didn't vote for Trump, are they doing it this time? If they didn't vote for Hillary, are they voting for Biden this time? And it was a sweep. Everybody that called in, and I think we had four or five callers that played along with us, said the that they were, were non-Trump voters that are now enthusiastic Trump voters. Yeah, and, and, and we haven't given away the ending yet because this particular caller uh, that called the morning answer yesterday is worth hearing on the Donald Daily Download on Election Day for if there are enough of this guys voting in battleground states, it, it could make a difference. And are these guys being polled? Is the polling reflecting this? Because remember, it, we shouldn't be blind going in here. Joe Biden in national polling is up 11 points. In the swing states, it's much closer. But this is still President Trump's race that he's got to catch up. He's playing catch up in the polls, if you believe them. I believe that President Trump kind of defies the polls more than any other candidate because there are a lot of voters who say, eh, stick it. I'm not telling you who I'm voting for. But listen to this. This is a call from yesterday. Again, caller John making the case that Maybe multiple thousands of people might be doing making the same argument today around the country. Take a listen. If four years ago you voted for Hillary over Trump tomorrow, presumably, presumably you're voting for Trump. That's a switch. Right. If you voted for Trump four years ago, four years later, you can't vote for Trump again. You're voting for Biden. Why is that? John in Los Angeles. Hi, John. What did you do last time? What are you going to do this time? Uh, last time I did not vote for Trump. I I wrote in uh, Cruz. Okay. A, uh, protest vote, but I'm I'm 100 percent in for Trump. What was so it? Sh- yeah, oh, excuse me. Go ahead, Jenna. What was it that brought uh, you to uh, thought, to the Trump side? I I thought that uh, one I didn't trust him. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know that he would actually do what he said he would do. But he kept his promises as best he could. And On this, appointed uh, conservative. Uh, Supreme Court justices, and that's probably the number one issue. Mm-hmm. Th- thank you for saying that, because on this election eve, as you, as someone who wrote in Ted Cruz four years ago, you were one of those never-Trump Republican conservative folks who thought Trump didn't have the conservative stuff, but he's proven to you that he does. 
It's a question. Yeah, he, he proved me wrong. Okay. Hey, look, I appreciate you saying that. I've been proved wrong a gazillion times. Ha ha. I got it right, John. No, I'm just kidding. John, thanks for the phone call. I'm just teasing. <laughs> That was John yesterday saying that he made that switch. And remember, and this is why, it, look, it, this is going to be a higher voter turnout, so we don't know in which way this is going to break. But I will guarantee you one thing, that President Trump will have more votes when we tabulate all the votes from this election cycle than he did in 2016. There are more people that will enthusiastically vote for Trump than did in 2016 because there were a lot of never Trumpers and there were a lot of independents who were insecure about what his abilities would be. I think he gets more votes. Now, does that mean it's enough to beat Joe Biden? No, because I think voter turnout is going to be high. And of course, anything can happen. But I do believe he'll have more votes than he did last time around. And why the focus on President Donald Trump? Because when you have a president who has served four years, who's up for reelection, uh, typically, those presidents are reelected for four more years. You think of George H.W. Bush, Jimmy Carter of our lifetimes, or Gerald Ford as well, but that was a different kind of thing. So it's impossible after four years of Trump for anyone to not have a feeling about whether or not he's worthy of another four years. Did he use these four years to do himself good, or did he use these four years to politically do harm to himself? What races will tip the balance of the United States Senate? We will go through them as your Election Day Morning Answer continues. News and talk you can trust. I tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be elected president by acclamation. (laughs) The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Pray for our country. It's Election Day. (laughs) 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 Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. And when you're praying, say a little prayer for Corn Pop because yeah. he was a real bad dude. A bad dude. <laughs> uh, Holy uh, smoke, is... you do realize what we're doing here, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You got it, folks, right? We're, 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 you realize that it's what Donald we have. Donald Trump is that. <laughs> we have the star of The Apprentice. You know, the guy said, you're fired. Joan Rivers, you win. The others are so fired. Uh, you got that. And then you have, as a result of that, you and you have that same character with no evolution uh, as the president. You know, Fauci's fired. Just wait till after the election. I'm dizzy. Uh, like I Obama. Like Obama with the Russian. I'll have <laughs> more flexibility. After. Right. With Fauci. Fauci. Fauci out. But, uh, and then you have, uh, oh. I tell you, man. Hey, Corp Pop, trying to go with me. But the two of them, as hot messes they both are they should be co-presidents and just argue it out maybe what about that what about that idea gerald ford didn't like the idea when reagan called him reagan said well get me george bush and gerald ford's career was over (laughs) listen to this this was yesterday look donald care donald trump doesn't understand health care well don't care the one i actually i couldn't even play yesterday this is literally from this weekend and i didn't yeah and i did not play it because I just couldn't. <laughs> no, now you can. But now I can. I'm with you. You've said that. It's important to admit you couldn't play it. But Here now is the man that is this close from becoming the president. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international depression. How I should international depression. Dan Rather, CBS News, uh, that was former Vice President Joe Biden on the Mumbles. campaign trail. He just made a very important <laughs> statement. He said, if I'm elected, I'm going to noise. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international Dan Rather reporting courage. Now, they both pulled it together. <sighs> President Trump, former Vice President Biden, to put together a closing point. 
a and coalition. <laughs> no, not even a, no, no, just it's a, a closing argument. Yes, not even a, just like rem- he called Trump called uh, our friends uh, uh, Ainsley Airhead over Earhart. Mm-hmm. I'm so, what is Brian what Kilmeade, Ainsley Earhart, and Steve Ducey. Ducey, right? Who's pretty loosey goosey with the facts he's waxing. Oh, I love the Ducey. Oh, I know, and the spawn of Ducey, the kid who runs around Peter, like, please. Uh, you know, Grenada and does stuff. Okay, here's the thing: the president got on there this morning. He was wise to His do legacy. it. Legacy. I'm going to talk about the economy and it's so important. So, and that, if you're President Trump, and that's maybe, and that is that's very the argument, likely. yeah. And for a lot of voters, Jen, for thousands of them, hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands watching Fox and Friends, I love your show. It's the last word yep. they'll hear if they vote in person today. And the president talk about the economy; it's his strongest hand. Now, Joe Biden, speaking of closing. Messages last night in Pennsylvania, where he's been spending a lot of time. The former vice president sort of wrapped up his campaign last night by telling voters and supporters gathered there, carried all across the world, uh, broadcast. He said, Look, we cannot beat the virus. We cannot beat COVID 19 until we beat President Donald Trump at the ballot box tomorrow. And I thought that was also a pretty impressive. Uh, clearly, both candidates clearly identifying their priorities. And these, mm-hmm. and you said it earlier, my love, these are my favorite types of elections when there are real choices. Yeah. The American people, the voter, you, it's me. black and white. And I think for a lot of people, in many ways it is. You're right. Yeah, it's black and white, and I don't mean people's race. I mean, no, of it course is, not. It's black and white in the difference between the candidates. And not a whole lot of gray there on some of those issues. If we were having this conversation 25 years ago, I wouldn't be saying that because I think actually Donald Trump and Joe Biden, as far as the economy went, probably not that different 25 years ago. But because now we've gotten to this point where everybody has to be ruled by extremists, what's on the ballot is capitalism versus socialism. It really is. It is the push towards a bigger government versus less government. And so I think it becomes really a more ideological election than we've had in a really long time, especially for young people. And young people are turning out in higher numbers to vote because of that, I think. Now, well, eight five. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 please. Uh, you, you do what you need to do. Oh, no. 855-785-8255. The number to call. We've got the lines open for you all morning long because we know you're going out to the polls. We want to hear about your experiences, if you've had anything strange happen. And uh, and also, if you are one of these people who are making last minute decisions, if you are doing something different than you did in 2016, we want to hear from you. 855-785-8255. Dan, I'll just add. Yeah. First time voter would be great. Absolutely. A a first time voter, a young person. I'm in for five bucks on a first time voter. (laughs) Pardon me? I'll send five bucks to a first time voter. I'll match it. Ten dollars. First time. But we're going to vet you. We're going to vet you. Don't call us. Questions. You know. Yeah. Come on. All right, Dan, Redondo Beach. Dan, you've been holding such a long time. Thank you. And welcome to the Morning Answer. Good morning. No, good morning to you guys. You know, with all the frantic stuff going on today, I just wanted to keep it light for 30 seconds. Good morning, Brian. Please. Good morning, Dodger Hi. Blue Eyes. Oh, thanks. Metaphors, be, metaphors be with you both. So quick story. And also with you. I love Lucy. <laughs> you were talking about I Love Lucy earlier. Yes. Uh, true story. 
uh, you, you know. Oh, yeah, because I said watch. I, you're right. Hold on, sir. I said watching Trump and Pence yeah. handle COVID-19 was like Lucy no, and Ethel uh, we on were the talking chocolate about, conveyor belt. We're talking about Dixville Notch and about oh, how there are only I'm five sorry. people oh, voting there. And I said oh. that's sort of like that town that Lucy and Ricky went right. into when they were trying oh, yeah. to get remarried. I still have no idea. And uh, the guy that ran the – that was the judge was also right. the police officer. They also ran like the store and the gas station. So Dan, that's why Beach. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead, Dan. So the candy line episode – and the Harpo Marx episode were my favorites. But check this out. You, yes. you look at those reruns today. They were so far ahead of their time. Uh-huh. That oh, the yes. If we talk to you for 10 more seconds, we'll be fired the after the show. That they actually wanted because they were so far ahead. Well, that's And I true. actually got my name from I Love Lucy. No so kidding. my name's Dan. I, my name's Dan. I spell it with two N's. I just dropped the Y. Mm-hmm. If you look at the credits at the end of I Love Lucy, I'd be five years old just memorized by Lucy. When you looked at the credits at the end, yeah. there was a production I, assistant that has a name. Is Lucy running? Is Lucy running? You know what? I want to. I want to be like Lucy, so I'm going to change my name to two ends. Really? So that's that's the, great. That little white true story. That that's is very fantastic. cool, Dan. You know what? Thank you so much. And Dan. let me just tell you this: Lucy was ahead of her time, and it's like therapy for, for the me. Call. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Twelve you for the call. million Californians have already voted today on election day. The polls have been open <laughs> for exactly 58 minutes. It's the morning answer with Brian and Jennifer, and Lots a first-time voter. Allegedly. Mike in Valley Village. Hi, Mike. You're on the morning answer. Are you really a first-time voter? Yep. First time. Just became a citizen two years ago. Congratulations. From where? Congratulations. From Canada. Hey. You like hockey, eh? Hey. May I ask your age? (laughs) May I ask your age? How old are you, sir? May I ask? 34. 34. Uh, could you, were you able to vote in any previous U.S. election or you were unable to vote previously? I was Question. unable. Okay. So this is the first one. Do you have excitement greater than you thought you would have when you were going through the citizenship process? Yeah, I think I did. I mean, I was never really into, into politics, to be honest. We're going to put you on hold. You talk to the Lucy guy. Uh, <laughs> no, on. I want to no. ask you, Mike, who you <laughs> voted for. What did you do? I voted for Trump. Now, you, well come, done, you come from Canada. Oh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Where well, they got one thing down. Uh, they, they've, 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 got, they've got a political culture uh, that, that, that accommodates things like socialized medicine, or at least concepts. Uh, we, we have uh, in the White House uh, a, 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 a very, very, very uh, stretching the boundaries of truth, linking democ- democratic po- policies to, to full-blown socialism. Um, it's interesting. Do you find this election that we're all being treated to in the campaign more rough and tumble than anything you ever saw in Canada? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, like I said, I've never been big into politics, but just seeing what's been happening in the country over the last few years, for me, for me, there's no other answer other than Trump. For people to legitimize Biden, I mean, you guys just played that clip of him. He can't even he can't even speak out a, a complete coherent sentence. The things that Trump that Trump has done over the last few years is is unbelievable and is only good for the country. I can't understand how how people can can possibly vote for anybody. But Mike, him. congratulations voting in your first election. Yeah, five welcome. bucks from me, five bucks from Whitman. Those wow. are American dollars, so we'll yeah. give it to you in the old good old <laughs> U.S. of A. Well, and thank you for welcome. casting your vote. We'll put you on hold there, Mike. Stick around. That's- 
That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I remember my first vote in a presidential race. It felt, and I wasn't even uh, from another country, you know, uh, new to exciting. the whole process. It's, uh, it's something you remember. Tightening polls. You won't believe the latest numbers as your election day morning answer continues.